Chapter 1 Are you serious? Marco turned his gaze from the sea to me. You are leaving me, the Isle of Capri, this sun, this paradise? He waved his arms in a big Italian gesture. To freeze your ass off in the Alps with your ex-husband? I smiled and shrugged, maintaining my cool facade. When you put it that way, it does sound stupid. I let my feet drop from the extra chair at our table and drained the last bit of wine from my glass. From our vantage point at the top of Capri, we could see the mainland, a short hydrofoil ride across the Bay of Naples. Behind us, Bourgogne cascaded over stone walls, and below us, a funicular train slid through lemon trees to the Marina Grande at sea level. Over our heads, a yellow sun umbrella cast Marco's olive skin and graying beard in a warm glow. I'm not going to the Alps to be with my ex-husband. I'm going for my son's wedding. The fact that I'll be staying in the same house as my ex-husband is, I admit, worrying me. My stomach is in knots. You need more wine, Marco said, signaling the waiter for two more. I've told myself a thousand times to relax, speak softly, and not take anything Chet or Stephanie says seriously. Chet Lamb is my ex-husband. Stephanie Lamb is the woman for whom Chet dumped me as soon as the last of our five children left the nest. Stephanie, originally from Switzerland, still had family there, and her brother owned a large chateau near Lamont, where the whole family was staying until the wedding on Thursday. My son Patrick and his fiancé had their hearts set on getting married within the shadow of the Matterhorn, where they first met. At one point in the planning of the wedding, it looked as if our whole family might be together for the first time since Brian, our oldest, left for college more than 20 years ago. In my fondest dream, we were together again, me, all five children, their three spouses, and my five grandchildren. Big turkey in the center of the table, one grandkid on my lap, Chet, or Chet and Stephanie, if they're at all, were present only as shadow people. Gray outlines that couldn't talk unless you clicked on them or something. But number two son, Charlie, a high school principal, had to stay home to deal with a yellow bus accident. Anne canceled at the last minute for no good reason. And Jeffrey, our number four son, was on tour with his dance troupe. The dream, however, was still alive. Someday, I stopped talking while the waiter deposited new glasses of red wine in front of us. Should I just ask? Marco hadn't said so for sure, but I assumed he wanted me to come back to him for the few days I had between the wedding and my flight back to Virginia. Awkward. I'll be free after Thursday. I peeked at him over the top of my sunglasses. And I'll be in need of a little TLC. TLC? Tender loving care. I couldn't break myself of the habit of using American acronyms and expressions that made no sense to this Italian man who still hadn't mastered the use of contractions. Aha! And you think you can come flying back to me for the TLC?
I didn't mean, I have to work next weekend, he cut me off. There is no way I can leave Florence. We're having a big festival, and I'll be putting extra men on duty, so I certainly must be there myself. Marco was a captain in the Carbonieri, Italy's military police. His headquarters were in Florence, where we first met. Chewing a bit of lemon peel, he glanced at me and quickly away, as if to keep me from reading his mood. Was he angry or what? With Marco, I could only be sure that he intended to be enigmatic. But being enigmatic did not preclude his being angry as well. He could be both. Do you want me to come to Florence on Friday? You may if you want, but I may not have a lot of free time. I'll call you Thursday night. If you don't have a helicopter, traveling from Capri to this particular chateau in the Alps, 